Well, hello. It's time for another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. Hi. Um, oh, boy. It's great. We have a really fun, uh, action-packed episode ahead. I don't even know what that means on a podcast. What's action-packed? Lots of punching and jumping. Um, but I uh, I want to do a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion because I love to do that on this show. Um I'm bringing my solo show back to both L.A. and New York uh, this fall and into the winter. And I wanted to just uh, let people know if you're in L.A., um, I'm doing my show, Bright Colors and Bold Patterns, uh, again uh, in L.A. for just four nights in October, the 22nd to the 25th, four nights in a row uh, at the Celebration Theater. Um, And then I'm doing it in New York at the Soho Playhouse, opening on November 12th and running for at least eight weeks through the beginning of January. So I'm going to be in New York for at least two months, maybe a little bit longer, um, doing this show. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, I uh, It's so much fun to keep doing, and I and I can't believe when I started it. Um, and that like four years ago that it's still that it's still banging around but um four years ago i got a wedding invitation um to lovely friends wedding um heterosexuals and i'll explain why that it matters in a minute um who are fantastic but the uh wedding asked us not to wear bright colors or bold patterns to the wedding and uh, and that's because I, I love my friend dearly and she was just she wanted a nice palette across the, you know, uh, across the audience or what do you call the the guests? Um, and so it was just uh, one, one of her, you know, wonderful rules. But to me, there was something about it that came off that was like such a title. I was like bright colors and bold patterns is such a title. And I was like, that's something It sort of kind of cooked around in my in my brain for a bit. And I've also always wanted to write a play where a bunch of gay friends hang out in a house for a weekend, like a Love, Valor, Compassion or a Boys in the Band kind of play that that was sort of like how gay friends of mine and I talk to each other because those plays are wonderful, but there's like a different era, there's a different flavor, there's a different patois, if you will, than how we all talk to each other. And I was like, I want to write, I want to write, I've always wanted to do something like that. Um, and then... Um, you know, I was, I was driving down to this wedding in Palm Springs and I just started thinking about like, oh, what is, what is bright colors and bold patterns have to do in context with, with gay people? And, um, uh, it's everything, everything about it is gay and whatever about the expression. And we all are all about bringing the bright colors and the bold patterns and the whole thing. And then um, a few months after the wedding, which was lovely and incredible, and, and the people that did wear bright colors and bold patterns were shamed because they were told not to, um, as they should be. Um, but gay marriage became legal, and it was a wonderful thing. Obviously, we all cried with joy. It was awesome. Friends that have been you know, um, together for years were, were um, able to make it legal and official um, for hospital visits. I mean, for all kinds of reasons, aside from just the just just equality period. Um, it was great. And I just started to and I immediately I love to be the contrarian and be like, what's on the other side of that? And as I've been noticing in gay culture, I've sort of like what God forbid, can we can we shake the tree on this and, and sort of look on the other side and say what what might be 
um, what are we losing uh, about this? And what if you were asked to go to a gay wedding and asked not to wear bright colors and bold patterns? Um, and I feel like a lot of gay people are, uh, you know, doing this essentially in the sense of like, I'm not that gay. I'm not going to act that much. I'm not going to I'm not going to be that big. And so I created this character who is everything that gay people are sort of again, just big, loud, unapologetic, um, drunk, does drugs, says the wrong things, goes there, talks shit and, you know, and and kind of ruins uh, situations and is kind of going through a crisis himself. And and it was sort of like I I was like, I've always wanted to play this role and it's a dream role to play and it's not a role that a lot of gay people write uh, because we don't want to see ourselves as that I mean I've had other people tell me this you know I I didn't set out to like write the role that no one's ever written before but it is true like I wanted to kind of play my nightmare in a way and and with and see if I could find a way to play him with love and make people like him because I do love this character that that I get to play but it just it's a lot of fun because I normally do so much crazy sketch comedy and wigs and improv and all that stuff that I love doing. But I wanted to do something that would just like maybe raise some questions and bring up some painful stuff in my past. Some of it's some of it's made up. Some of it's completely true uh, about this. I'm I'm playing a character. I'm screaming at chairs because, yes, there are other characters in the play uh, that you don't see. They're just indicated by chairs. Um And uh, but I also am sharing all this because I just had this idea and I first put it up in a 30 seat theater in L.A., the Versus Theater, uh, which is an incredible theater company. They're one of the few companies in L.A. There there are several theater companies in L.A. that are amazing, obviously, but they do theater for theater's sake. They do they do really quality, challenging work and and it's 30 seats so it's it's just for it's for the experience of doing it and there doesn't ever feel a vibe of who's coming to see me here and what will this mean for my career and how will I get ahead and again i don't not i i try not to knock that too much cuz i realize i am in la doing all of those things but it's really refreshing to walk into a space of like these are just actors and writers and creators and you know designers that really care about this right in front of us and not about anything what else you know beyond it and I did it for 30 people to pop you know and I was just a bunch of chairs in a room and Molly Prather directed it brilliantly and just helped me so much with the writing and figuring out what my play was even about and we would do it once on like Sunday nights for like you know six or seven weeks and it would fill up because it's 30 people and you kind of you build from there and I never had I just it was just an idea that I had and we just sort of put it out there and it grew and grew, and I did it um, for two nights in New York, and that's when Michael Yuri saw it and just had a, 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 a huge vision for it, and he was like, I want to attach myself to the project, and so... You know, and now we, you know, we we uh, we ran at Barrow Street Theater last year for a month, and now we're going for like an eight week, maybe longer run at Soho Playhouse, and that might be it. That might be the end of it, um, for sure. Um, but I'm just so incredibly grateful that I'm going to get to go to New York and um, sort of live this idea that I've been playing around with forever, and I love that that people are responding to it, and it's it's starting a lot of really interesting conversations, and and I think like. 
it's it's um, you know I'm just meeting people in a different way and and um, and really hearing from them. Anyway, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'd love for you to come see it. If you're like I said, if you're in LA in October or you're in New York in November, or December, come check us out. You can get tickets on brightcolorsandboldpatterns.com if you want to check out and and uh, and do that. And uh, again, come see it. If you're not interested, don't. I mean, that's fine too. I really. That's all good. I get it. Don't even need a reason. Uh, I'll get into that later today. I understand. Uh, um, later in the podcast, I'll explain why I'm the first one to bail on on my own uh, truth. Uh, how about that? Let's get into the show. Let's have a show. Well, hello. I'm sitting here with the wonderful Andre Hyland and Adam Slapin. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you both? Good. Great. Good. Great. It's early in the morning. Yeah. At least for I mean, us. Yeah, exactly. For like, you know, dirtbag actor people. It's like 9.30. <laughs> We're working at 9.30. How crazy is that? I'm supposed to catch the muses and write this early. Oh. <laughs> Get up and do your morning pages and just, yes. you know. Have you guys ever done that? What's that? The, uh, the artist way? That's what I'm going to think of. I have. And, and, I mean, people swear by it. I just yeah. have never done it. I'm not, I don't mean to knock it because I know some people what are just is like, it? it's I don't know what that is. Adam, you want to take yeah, it? Yeah, sure. You, you, uh, you. First thing in the morning, you set either like a timer or a page limit, and you just write, 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 freehand, no editing, whether yeah. it's a story or like a diary entry. And then by the end of it, you just let it be, and then you're able to kind of let the clown brain play, and then mm-hmm. let the editing stuff go away for a while, which helps us build the creative side. Gotcha. And it, it makes sense because I do have great, uh, you know, <laughs> by my own standards, <laughs> great ideas in the morning. <laughs> no, but it's like sometimes it's like if I wake up like early in the morning, I just am filled with like, you know, all these thoughts. And sometimes for this show, yeah. when I think about what I'm going to rant about and I'll have these and I'll be I'm also very strongly opinionated early in the morning. And, and, and maybe because I wake up just mad. I don't know what it is. But as the day goes on, I'm mellow. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. and I do start to edit. And I have written things down in the early in the morning when I think about and then later in the day when I go to record yeah. for the show and I'll be like, oh, maybe I don't want to get that angry or whatever. And maybe sometimes I'm right because there is maybe a little much. But like there is there is there is a method to the madness of like early morning. You you sort of you wake up very pure, like yeah. whatever that is. Things, are, then, things are simple. As the day goes on, I mean, I'm glad the day doesn't make me angrier, but, um, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's it's like, a, it's it's not anger. It's just like, it's it's a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of emotion, whatever right. it is. I'm definitely um, the opposite. I wake up and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like my ideas Mother. are like clean out an eye booger brush your teeth <laughs> but I get that rush that you're talking about kind yeah. of late at night when I'm going to sleep that's when yeah, I'm okay. hyped about yeah. ideas yeah. and it's good to just it is really good to write it all down in that moment without being able to put the you know pen down or without like right. chopping and you know because the hardest thing is, as we know and, and all three of us write it's that like just staring at that blank page and did that first word and then you edit it you, you cut it out and you're like no that's not the right word oh right. no that's not it that's just yeah. the hardest thing you just have to blurt it out there and then you know then come back to it later and, yeah um but there's all kinds of things in the artist's way isn't there a whole thing about like 
don't surround yourself with crazy makers. <laughs> right. Is that in there too? What's a crazy maker? You, you know, oh, just like a crazy person. You, you, you a person yeah. that will that that essentially drives you crazy, but they're they're different. They come in different forms. Like yeah. somebody who might who is going to constantly criticize you, or somebody who's got to one up you all the time, yeah. or. Yeah, some people are very subtle forms of crazy maker. Right. They're not, you know, they're not screaming in the streets, but surround yeah, it's, yourself it's with people rule. that bring you up. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it's all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I hey, I'm all about whatever gets you through, whatever gets, whatever makes it happen, and whatever, you know. There's got to be a method, uh, you know. Julia Cameron's got to have some idea because everyone swears by her, by right. her book, right? And uh, it's a, it's a, it's a staple. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've never read it, never done it, but I highly <laughs> recommend Julia Cameron's *The Artist's Way*. Yeah, um, that's how I, I I glean off of other people. I, there's so many things that I need to do that I'm like, oh, I should do that. Like I had a friend that went on a silent retreat for I'm five days. It. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it, Andre. I really don't. I I have to talk all the time. Yeah. But she was talking about, and you're not supposed to look at other people oh, while you're call in that. it. That just sounds stupid. <laughs> no, but I'm like, <laughs> part of me just wants to experience so that I can say with authority, that's dumb. You know what I mean? Because like, I completely agree with you, and I think it would make me crazy. Yeah. And I think it would, if anything, like create mounds of cancer inside because I yeah. couldn't just get it out. Because I <laughs> have to also, just get it out all the time. That's something. I mean, you know, again, or not again. I haven't even said it yet. But yeah, I'm not, I haven't done that, and I, I don't know, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. But it seems like you could go somewhere and not talk for free. Uh, I know, or I know. not even go somewhere. <laughs> but there's, a, <laughs> but there's like, I, I, there's like this whole philosophy, and like she was saying, what what takes over is that. You do start to really love humanity. I mean, there's a there's a fun you know punchline to this story. It was like you know you're sitting and you're eating with people and you're experiencing and you're living with them, but you're not allowed to really communicate with them. And she's like, it really does. There's this weird thing that takes over. You're like, I really love people, and of course you're acknowledging, you're seeing people, but you're just not really like connecting. I don't know. I, I've and got then an she said, then she said they got in the <laughs> shuttle on the way back, and yeah. the people started talking. And she was like, "These people are fucking idiots." <laughs> you know, she was like, "I hate these people." Yeah, it's like if your pets could talk, you'd probably be disappointed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I've done I've done one two day silent retreat. You did? I okay. Did. So did. tell us about that. It was only two days, and it was uh, at first I just I just couldn't stop thinking of bits like that would be more fun than the quiet. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. But by the by the end of it, I really I mean coming out of it, it's almost like waking up in the morning I, for me at least, where you know I feel like there's things to do, but in the morning first things things feel simpler. They feel a little more distilled down. Yes. After that two day, things felt like. You know, a simple word meant more because it was that word chosen in a way. Like it seemed like it was more specific, but also that ride home. Oh my God. I was just, I, I had to get all the shit out that I was trying to. Really? Yeah. 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 I would yeah. imagine that yeah. it would just like, it just clogs you up in a way that like, because, you know, for me, it's like I would want to go. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get that we all talk too much and we all like just, just babble and just like, it's just sort of like a placeholder for a lot of things that we do, you know? And uh, in improv, you know, they're always like, quit talking so much and feel something or connect or, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But it's like, uh, I don't know. I just don't do, I don't, I don't, 
I don't go to Burning Man. I don't go to therapy. I don't do try anything. try the short version. Do one of those sensory depth tanks, like a flotation. Uh, that tank. I would really want to do. Also, like that well, well, that sounds do. more bizarre and interesting. Like, right, that sounds right. more fun. And that's for an hour. That's not a five day yeah. thing. You're not right. You know. But also right. a five day thing. I'd rather like I'm sure they probably. I mean I don't know again, but I imagine they charge a little something for these silent retreats. Oh yeah, just go to a fucking foreign place where you don't speak the language, and yeah. then you get to go on a trip like to a real place, and you're not going to be talking to anybody. Yeah. I've done that. It's before. hard to find a place where no one speaks English, though. Unless well, you, I mean, if you go to like, well, that's you drumming up the conversation if you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, exactly. But I know. I, I just, I, I think my takeaway is I need. I just there are things I hear about them. I'm like, I will be very quick to judge all of that because I'm like, yeah. I'm, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need it. But then I'm like, and I do have friends who are more like seekers, and I'm just, and I'm not, and yeah. I, and I'm not proud of that because I feel like I don't like to be like confidently ignorant of you know you know <laughs> well, i think it's great yeah. but i'm like i know who i am and i know because i've also been like since i was a kid i've always been this this grumpy old man like and I've, <laughs> and I've sort of known what i knew and as a kid i was always told that it was wrong and that i would change and i would eventually come around and i haven't right so it's like so i know that like a two-day retreat you know what i mean but like i just wonder but I also think like I would like to go on a like a yogurt. There's just also like a, a yogurt retreat. A yogurt retreat. <laughs> for all, yeah. Fruit on the bottom. All you eat is just various, various creams and probiotics and active cultures. And you got to go to Dannon. They throw the best ones. <laughs> Dannon. Oh my god. I'm a sturdy field guy to myself. I can't imagine a Dannon retreat. Can you imagine a Dannon corporate oh. retreat? Oh my god. A lot of phlegm. A lot of phlegm. So much phlegm. So oh. many people like just just so mild. That would be so oh. hard. I, I hate yogurt to begin with. You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. That just ills me out. Uh. So, like a Dan and <laughs> retreat would just be the nastiest. So maybe that's what you need, Andre. Just, <laughs> and you have no other option but yogurt, and you have to turn towards it. A silent yogurt yogurt retreat. Oh. Uh. <laughs> well, I think I'm, of I'm, a yoga I'm, retreat, and I think about like. How hot yogurt I, retreat? I, no, a hot yogurt. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. We we just oh we just turn the room up to 110. The yogurt is just really runny. They're really humes humescent. Is that a word? It is at that point. Humectant. Humectant. Yeah. Humes I don't know what I'm. I don't know words anymore. I don't know words. It's so early. It's 9.30. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, no, I just think about things that I'm like, maybe it's just because I want a vacation. Because I'm like, yeah. I used to do yoga a lot, and I haven't done it in a long time. I used to actually do, did a hot yoga and started throwing my back out really badly and not realizing it in class and then being like, I can't walk. And so maybe it was like, maybe don't do that thing where you're maybe not meant to bend in half. Um, and so... I see these things and I'm like a three day or like a, you know, like long weekend. And I'm like, oh, that just seems great because it's like total vacation. <laughs> it's planned for you. But then you have to think about like the people around you it's and terrifying. like who else are doing it. And it's right. just, it seems like, oh, I have to really like get on, get on board with this. And, you know, and again, it's like I an don't want to meet shared the people Uber who are... lift for a weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who else is taking this hot yogurt retreat right. <laughs> that I have to sort of be like, okay, cool, we're gonna be right. Everybody from that's found God Ooh. to trying to get drugs out of their body all in the same little. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So uh, anyway, I mean, I don't know. Um, do you guys go? Do you go like camping or any like kind of? Not really. Stuff? I mean, I, that's um, surprising. I would think that you would, Andre, but you well, don't. On occasion, I don't know. I guess 
I like camping if there's some sort of <laughs> some sort of level of adventure attached to it. I, uh-huh. I don't like that camping where it's like, yeah, let's spend eighty bucks on a bunch of groceries just so we could like pay fifteen bucks to park next to the woods and uh-huh, then sit there right. and have a fire yeah. and then shit in a fucking wood thing. Like, it's not, <laughs> like, like Don't that's knock not, shitting in a wood thing. That's not fun. Like, yeah, I'd no. rather... The last time I'd camp... I had a good time camping was uh, we just sort of accidentally stumbled across a site next to a river and it was mm-hmm. down this crazy sort of like uh, it wasn't a hillside it was, it was like a legit cliffside it looked like something out of a cartoon where you're driving this car along the edge and by the time we got to the bottom it was dark and we're like we can't turn around we'll just have to stay here and then all we had was some Pringles and this tall boy of Mountain Dew and then <laughs> a tall boy of Mountain Dew <laughs> that's how you fall asleep there and you then, go so I put that in a plastic bag and had it cooling off in the river and then we ate these Pringles and then why in my mind did I think you poured the Mountain Dew into a plastic bag <laughs> and I think the and then put it in the river and I think the chips are cooling but <laughs> <laughs> well, then I had a portable DVD player and we watched Fargo oh my god I love it it was really fun like, yeah yeah yeah, because, yeah and then we had the river the next day I was like stomped around the river and then I was like why did it get really loud really quick that's kind of crazy and then I made my way across it and it was the first time I'd ever seen a flash flood and wow and I got out like you know like a, with a minute to spare whoa, whoa. scary but that's that was crazy. that was cool I mean I don't, I don't suggest getting on a river during a flash flood well no none but of, it was... I mean I mean <laughs> I'm sure it was really fun none of it sounds like you know, like, oh my god, we gotta go do, do yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's like, let's go for the weekend, just a Mountain Dew and Pringles for the whole night. <laughs> yes. Right. But just since it was like something that But there's also the spontaneity that's exactly. gotta make it fun, too, because you're exactly. just like, let's do this thing, as opposed to go and plan. Yeah. And, yeah, like, glamping is like a whole different that's, thing. Yeah. It's that's just sort of like irritating, you know. Yeah. You no, know, I love that. You do. I, I was gonna say, the $80 bag of groceries sounds great. Uh, with, with, I, that, I, with that, I'm just like, let's have a fucking cookout. Like, yeah, that's at the, my well, house. I, I love not, it. Not well, in the woods. I will go to your house for cookout. That sounds great. <laughs> no, I, I used to like I used to camp a lot. I, I used to live in the Northwest, and I was like members of the uh, uh, the Mountaineer Club. And there were some late night camps that were like just straight up scary and cold. And uh, I've I've learned to really like rolling up somewhere with like some good food for a camp out somewhere in a spot or glamping. Went glamping in Joshua Tree with like a built beautiful tent in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, <laughs> again, for me, like, I go along for, if, if it's like, I'm, I'm like, sure, I'll go along with whatever if I'm with certain people, but I, but I, but I don't think, I mean, I know I could never go out and like really, like, hike a mountain and, cl- and like really like rough it with like the, the grizzly bears and rattlesnakes. That's just not, I mean, I know that's a I shocker to everyone. People. What? I just go camping with other people. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, um, I don't know. Anyway, no, uh, but I, you're, I, you're right. I mean, in general, I like the idea. Of, I don't know. I like I like it if there's some sort of spontaneous adventure to it. Yes, but yeah. And I yes, mean, I feel yeah, that way yes. about just about parties in general, or, or just like having a good time in general. When things just feel when they're <clears> easy and they just pop up, and you're like, "Wow, we had this really great night. We just kind of went from one to the. We just kind of." listen to our gut and just kind of went to this thing to that thing yeah. and those are always the more fun nights than like okay yeah everyone show up at arrive at 6 p.m wear a dolphin outfit you know <laughs> we're gonna go to the aquarium and you know whatever it's just like always something so planned and i hate organized fun it's right. never fun for me i don't like guided tours yeah. i don't like um 
you know, uh, the person who's like crazy with a clock anywhere yeah, when same. I'm on vacation. No, there's the no, person no. That, that's the meal planner, you know, when you go out for like a huge group trip, someone's got a oh huge my God. breakfast, you're doing Oh my God. Yeah, right, that. right. I mean, there, there are certain friends that Stressful. I'm like, I have like, oh, I think less of you now because I've had a, a large group meal with you and you're <laughs> right. insane when the bill comes. Ugh. Because it's also at a point where oh, I'm like, dude, we're, we're that, all adults. Yeah. Just split it. Like, yes. who cares? Like, uh, just like, let's move on. Like, I just don't. Well, the, That's exciting to learn about someone in that moment. Yeah. Like, you don't know the bill comes. Oh, I fucking hate that whole period. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't get why people freak out for fucking brunch because it's just like, you're, it's like, yeah, I want to wait in line for a birthday dinner in the morning. Uh-huh. And then because it's the bill thing that really sucks. Sometimes I'll get there late and I'll just get like a cherry cook and a breadstick. And right. Like, That's $23. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We split it. We all had we all had six Bloody Marys. Now it's kind of the same. I love your yeah, food. yeah. I, I love like your that. food groups though, like soda. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's <chips>. it. <laughs> Told us a lot. Told us a lot. Well, I want to. I've so got to tell I'm a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andre, I have to. I have because you said cookout earlier, and I've got to plug your movie because it's so fun. It's so great. Um, Andre has a new movie called The Fourth. Uh, which I got to do a, a fun really You're small part in. You have in. a whole it's... bonus feature dedicated. Oh, I do. Yeah, I don't know that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so awesome. The Blu-ray is out now. It's out now. It came out Tuesday. Okay, so yeah. you can get it on. Is it? You can get it on Amazon. And you get it on Amazon. Stuff? I know it'll be at some retailers, but I just don't know which ones. Okay. Okay. Great. But Amazon's the best bet. That's v- you can get the yeah VOD is on iTunes and Voodoo and Amazon. And then if you want the hard copy, the DVD, it's you can get that on Amazon. And that comes with all the bonus features. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, I've got to, I've got to check out the bonus feature. The, the movie is so fun. I love the simplicity of just trying to get to a cookout on the 4th of July. And that's what it's about. And Andre's the lead in it. And you just run across these crazy people, <laughs> including the, the world's worst, best Uber driver and... <laughs> A car with truck nuts and all kinds of fun things. So it's <laughs> it's great. It's it's a blast. So oh, and it's called the fourth. Check it out. It's the called fourth. the fourth. Yeah. Uh, number four. T H. Yep. Check it out. Amazon. Um, yeah. And Drew's super good in it. Yeah, like uh, I said, I he got am, his whole bonus feature. I am amazing. <laughs> this movie. I come in there. Um, no, wow. it was so much fun. It was so much fun to do. It was. Uh, yeah. It was also just you know. It's just it's gone on a fun ride. It was at Sundance and then you know yeah it's been it's been around so now you can catch it. Uh, in person, yeah, man. Out. Yeah, <laughs> your your uh, your bonus feature is called Gum Bear. Oh, Gum Bear. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does involve a giant gummy bear that does you know bang against some cars. And, you know. <laughs> anyway, it'll all make sense when you watch the fourth. Yeah, um, yeah. So, how is that going? Are you are you? It, it's kind of, good. It's finally. It's nice that it's finally out. And you're sort are you sort of done with it? Like in terms of the like. I mean, now you have to like promote it. I keep now. thinking I am, and there seems to always be a little something still yeah. going. So, but yeah, like it went Sundance, and then it played festivals for like a year, and then it was figuring out where we get distribution and that kind of thing and then and then it finally came out like on VOD it came out July 21st and then yes the Blu-ray just came out September 19th so yeah I think that well it's gonna it's gonna start playing on Showtime or Showtime streaming on Showtime I don't know how shit works anymore I know I don't either <laughs> I have no idea on anything but it'll I'm be like, yeah, it'll... on a Showtime service okay starting right. in late November so it'll be really nice when we finally and I know they're doing it for money reasons because they're, yeah. they're, they're getting us in every different way but it will be really nice when we can watch everything on one thing yeah right? yeah I mean it's like just one service where we can you know flip between and see what we want as right. opposed to like oh you have to watch that on Apple TV right 
or you know um yeah only network but that's great that's awesome thanks yeah i'm um, definitely happy it's out and exists yeah and i yeah. can for sure. point people in a direction of it now right instead of being like i don't know i don't know soon, i don't know what's so, going on sometime soonish <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome um yeah well great check it out um i want to talk to you guys tell me a, tell me a story tell me a, a thing a a notion of belief. <laughs> i have no idea what you're going to tell me so uh I oh I mm, one time I dropped a mattress on my nana. You did? <laughs> Wait, yeah. is that the last thing? Yeah, I mean it's kind of like the end of the story. <laughs> I just get, well, I mean I'll, I'll give you the context. She, okay, great. Is she that. cool? We just jumped to that. Is she okay? Well, uh, she she was afterwards. Yeah, it was my okay. dad's uh, mother from England, and this is when I was like ten. She okay, was, and how old was she? About at the time. That's a good question. You know, I don't know. Um, when you're ten, everyone's like ancient, but she may have been probably like in her seventies. Okay, that okay, point, I okay. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was visiting from England, and she's nice, but she was definitely more strict than the life I, the life i was having uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so to also some context so like i was homeschooled for four years and this was during that period and then which was like so why were you what were your parents reasons for homeschooling you uh it wasn't religious at all uh-huh. which is funny i never even thought that mm-hmm. is like a homeschooling reason people that recently. i knew growing up yeah. homeschool were not it was not religious thing either it was okay. a lot of people were just thought that the education public education was terrible that's and... pretty much what it was but it was it was because of uh me and my two brothers i have a sister too but me and my two brothers all are dyslexic and we had oh. a lot of trouble learning essentially and then I never knew that we bounced around to a bunch of different schools and then and then we're just like let's try homeschooling mm. and so the first couple of years were <laughs> uh more productive in a traditional schooling way and the rest is just like a free-for-all it's just like yeah. me walking around the neighborhood getting subway and two liters and, and <laughs> <laughs> you and your soda sodas and carbs man yes. <laughs> the guy at the, uh, food. the manager at subway we all me and my siblings the meatball gang because we oh was my god sides. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was like fourth through seventh grade when i was homeschooled so it was that age period but uh, so but we you know at home we just eat whatever we wanted and we just make videos all the time and just watch tv and do that kind of stuff so um but anyway so my nana came to visit and then i remember coming out of the kitchen uh to get some ice cream which is funny because i'm not even that hot on ice cream i'm like ice cream's all right uh, but anyway, it's better than yogurt. Oh, you know for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, I 100% agree with that. And then, so I went to get some ice cream, and then she actually ate her ice cream with a knife and fork, which is not to do with this story, but just a side note that, which is like if you're making a joke about British people or something, but she actually would do that. Um, but anyway, I came to get some ice cream, and then she wouldn't let me have ice cream. And I was like, I can have ice cream. <laughs> it was like, we can, we just go to the fridge and get whatever we want, right, whenever. Right. And it wasn't like, like some spoiled jerk it was just like that was the norm and then all of a sudden I was like why are you telling me I can't do the same way if I wanted like a fucking piece of cheese or something it wasn't like because it was a right. dessert it was just like I'm right. hungry and this happens to be what I want right now like yeah. why is this a thing why is this a thing was yes. kind of like more the, the, and so her thing was like you know you 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 know you haven't deserved fruit cup what's that at British if you're do you guys know what I'm talking Beans about? Beans on toast? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to say Bangers about, and mash. Oh, yeah. It's like a good little boy deserves fruit cup. It's like some weird little expression. I don't know, you guys. I'm not well. Um, deserves fruit cup. Yeah, there's something about, I don't know. Somebody will somebody will uh, you know comment when this is up and they'll yeah. tell me the right thing and I'll be, I'll be very appreciative. 
Um, anyway, so but maybe it's like she just was. It, there's like a more of a ritual to like you can't just eat dessert in the middle. Yeah, of the I think it was just steeped in tradition. Like, hey, yeah. you can't just also up here I, and... to be totally honest. Yeah. I mean, if I was taking care of a ten year old and he was reaching in the fridge for ice cream in the middle of the day, yeah. I would be like, no, maybe not. Just yeah. because I would assume your parents yeah. are not going to want you to do this. It's going to make you crazy. Right, you know all that. Sugar no, I, I mean she wasn't. She was wrong, but she wasn't in the wrong. Like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> right, like, right, like right, right, yeah. She was wrong to our normal stream of <laughs> How healthy go. eating. Right, and, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and then so I I can't remember exactly what happened between her saying no and then. It leading to this, like uh-huh. basically, I think I went for the ice cream, and there was some. I don't know if there's just an altercation, but some sort of like. <laughs> oh my god, I would love it. Some sort of like knives came out. You know, it became more heated between the no and the I can't have it, uh-huh. and then like I think <laughs> I went for fast. it. Yeah, and and uh, so so I I, I I can't remember exactly what happened between then. And, like basically, she got upset, and I was upset, which led to. Uh, me, I think I maybe grabbed the ice cream. I can't remember what I did. I did something to like set this off, and I wish I could remember the sort of in between part. Nothing terrible because the terrible part comes later. Like no. so, <laughs> <laughs> so she's saying no, and then I'm run. I I make a run upstairs. I can't remember about the ice cream with me or a spoon or something. But anyway, somehow it goes from the kitchen to her chasing me upstairs because I'm at this point in trouble. And then mm. so. <laughs> She chases me upstairs, and in my room at the time, I had a bunk bed, um, and it was one of those bunk beds where it's not like a bed. How do I describe this? You know, some bunk beds are a bed, like it's like a rectangle-shaped mattress, and uh-huh. then a rectangle-shaped mattress right on top of it. Right. The traditional, I guess, bunk bed. Sure. It was one of the other ones where the bottom bunk is like bellowed out, so if you were looking at an aerial view of this bunk bed, it would look like an L. Does oh, that make okay. sense? Sure. Like the bottom bunk is out a different direction. You guys okay. familiar with yeah. that? It's a pretty common Very sub. Nice. Yeah. Very okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it was so one of those. It was, bunk a, beds. It was like a, a glump bed. Yeah. Like yeah. Glamour, instead of glamping. Which I don't know. I wanted that description. So Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> drunk. That was. Very Everyone clear. got it. I'm not good at that. At that kind of comment. Wordplay is not my not my forte. Clearly. So the top bunk, like the I don't God, it's like. It doesn't even matter. It's a fucking bunk bed. And anyway, like, the top bed is laid flush against the wall. So, like, the long way is against the wall. And at the end of the bunk bed is the door to the room. I wish I could do a better job describing this. We get it. You grew up very rich. (laughs) Um, You're just going to eat ice cream whenever you wanted. So, it's a bunk bed. And this English crust (laughs) is chasing you. Okay. It's very nice. And then, uh, and then there's this bunk bed against the wall. So basically, if you open the door, the top bunk was tall enough where you could angle out the, like, so I got on the top bunk. I knew she was coming up the stairs because, you know, I had I had a better speed on top of her. You know, I was, like, faster than her. Mm-hmm. And then I run up and I go. All that Mountain Dew. This- <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like she was old. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get on the top she bunk. She like, running. <laughs> you took advantage of an old She was doing her version of running at that point and then um, so I, I get on the top bunk and I, I this is some fucking Kevin McAllister shit so I like I push the mattress out so like uh, god I wish I wish this wasn't so visual so I, I get on the top bunk I get on like the top bunk like metal frame and I take the mattress and push it out so 
the mattress is now hanging over the edge of the bed, um, okay. off the yep. top bunk. Yep. So, so I'm I'm sitting on the end of the mattress, and the other part of the mattress is hanging over the bed. So mm-hmm. it's like a, a teeter totter, and I'm just as soon as, my plan is like I'll get off the mattress and it'll drop. And kill her, right? Great. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I've my seen long, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I, I don't know what my long game plan was. <laughs> sure. Right. But I thought if this it's works out, I can probably get the ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And then, so she comes up. And she comes in the room, and uh, she doesn't realize this trap I've set. And well, then why I, would you? I, yeah, I, right. It's exactly. not intuitive. There's nothing. Because I, <laughs> I think most people think, oh, other people think the way I think. So, haha, I gotta, right. I gotta do this quick before gotta they go catch this on. trap again. And then so she comes in the room, and then I just get off the mattress, and it just drops her, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then she goes on the ground, you know? And then it was an old house, and my room weirdly had two room, or had two doors into it, and the other door connected to my parents' bedroom. So I'm just like, fuck, what have I done? And then, so I flee out the Did second door. Did she scream? Did she? Like, she just kind of was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scream for her, yeah. But in like a British accent, uh, exactly. and then, very controlled. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, <laughs> I run through my parents' bedroom, and then downstairs. And at this point, I'm just like, abort the ice cream. I've gone too far. What have I done? Like, just kind of freaked out. And then I, I run out the front door, and I'm, I, I'm booking it, you know. And I got a lot of momentum, and I just run across the street. And it was a year where I guess are you familiar with cicadas? Oh yeah, yeah. This, not the locusts, but the cicadas. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. they make those really crazy noises. Yeah, they never made the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, right, it's it locusts was, in the Bible. And it was like this really. Thank crazy, you, Adam. Uh, Got you guys. Yeah. No. Uh, Shana Tova, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> and it was this really crazy cicada outbreak. So there was cicada poison on like on a lot of trees and stuff. Oh wow, I didn't know they were poisonous. Yeah, because people were really fighting cicadas at you. No, they're not. They're <laughs> cicadas are not. Poisonous. Oh, it's to kill them. See, Humans were. Poisoning really cicadas. Yeah. So poise. Okay. Because I was like, they leave their poison on the trees. I just yeah. had a new fear for cicadas fast. I know. <laughs> I immediately, I think the world's out to get me at all times. Okay. So I run across the street. I am incredibly stupid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> of course, it's to kill the cicadas. So I run across the street as fast, you know, fast as I can. And then like, basically across the street, there's a sidewalk. And then it goes into this like hill sort of thing. Anyway, I'm not like, I'm going so fast. I'm like, if I don't stop, I'm just going to like slam into that hill thing. And then, uh, but there's like a house on top. It was like one of those houses with a steep hill that went up. It doesn't matter. But anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, so I run out and I grabbed this, uh, it was an old, like a, a young tree. So it was really skinny. So it was like the size of like a softball bat, you know? So anyway, so I grabbed. Sapling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. In mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And so I, I grabbed, I grabbed this, I grabbed this young tree <laughs> and it, it stopped me from like running into this little hill or whatever. And then I go, oh my God, what the fuck? And my hand is just shellac. It's just uh, like uh, it's just disgusting, thick cicada poison all over my hand, like super thick. And then I'm just like, oh great. And then I'm thinking, I can't go back in the house to clean my the cicada right. poison off of my hand. There's because, a dead body because I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in trouble. And then, so what did what did your grandmother or parents do? Yeah, did she get them? up? You left off with her going. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah, she survived. She was there for a week. But she survived. Fine. Uh, I ended up going around the side of the house and using the, the like the hose, the garden hose to, to, to clean my hand. And it didn't really work. I really needed to get in there with like a towel. And, and I probably was like, like <laughs> some sort of oil yeah. based. So not like just, you know, because you yeah. just got to cut through that. 
And then I just waited Ugh. for my parents to get home before I went back inside. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it kind of all went out. It kind of went okay. Like, <laughs> oh my god! If I I did that to my grandmother, I would. He- I would. I mean, my family would lose their. I mean, I can't imagine what. I, I just. I, I think they would. They would. I would be punished beyond beyond belief. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I mean I the way that it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we all worked yeah. out. It all worked out okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you feel bad, right? I mean, yeah. like you felt horrible. I wouldn't do it again. That's like the. That's like pretty much <laughs> the punishment is you have to live with the fact that you did that to your grandmother. You know, and, and I think like it's like I don't know. I hear those stories and I'm like, why does anyone want children? Because if I <laughs> if I gave birth to something, raised it. It went on to have children. I'm a grandfather at this point, and I'm just trying to keep my children safe and well and give them love and whatever. Yeah. And this brat threw a mattress on me and my son after I chased them up the stairs. I would just be like, there's just no point. Like, I just, why yeah. do I, why do I try? You know, and yeah. I just don't know why you would want <laughs> to create a creature. Like a brat, but that. I swear I wasn't. It was no, just but, like... <laughs> but in that moment, yeah. you know, you're just like, I have this thing that I want, you know, and it's, you know, I mean, I love it. I, I, I you know, and, if, you know, I also, I love that you were just encouraged and you and your brothers have made videos early on in your life. Like, you've always done that. Like, that's always been the thing I've known about you is you're always making your own stuff and just, just you're just such a, like, just a one man show about just like constantly creating and generating. So you would do that early when you were a kid. Yeah, right? yeah. So, that's awesome. So I definitely think the homeschooling works. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in that way, for sure, because like I had to learn so much stuff later because I drank the Kool Aid about like school and I was like, you know, really You're like. kind of force fed that drink, you know? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I was good at it and I could yeah. make really good grades and I, it was like, this is a way that I can. Uh, you know, achieve and show people that I am, you know, that I, here's how I can win and I'm not good at sports and, you know, and so this is how, and so I was like straight A's and I was like in every club and I was going to do everything right and none of it really mattered really ultimately and my brother would come, you know, and I've said this a lot on here, but I don't get too much into it, but he was sort of like, he got the memo earlier, like this doesn't mean a whole bunch of shit at all, like I'm just going to be, you know. And I think, like, creatively, yeah. you're not encouraged in school. I, re- I remember in high school... Most places, no. Yeah. No, like, mm. I, there was something that we read, and I, I don't even remember what the assignment was, but I just decided to, like, do something really, like, creative with... Like, we were supposed to write a book report out something, and I think I wrote it in, like, first person, like, yeah. a diary entry or something. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my teacher in 11th grade, uh, just all she wrote on it was just C. And there was no comment, <laughs> no comment on her anything. And I went up to her and I was like, why did I get a C? Yeah. And she was like, you get a C for creative. What? And it was like, <laughs> is that like a, first is, of all, bitch, Jesus. a C is anything but creative. Give Either give me an A or an F. Right. Like, fuck, fail me before you give me a C. C means average. And how, what, what, what is that fucking message that, that being creative is, right. you, meh, like, and, and, you know, to me, like, medium is death. Like, I, I'm just like, love me or hate me, but don't, like, go, meh, you're a, you're average. Like, I've fought all my life not to be average. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. you know, and I just, it flew all over me. And I was like, you teach, you know, English? Yeah. Like, how dare you? You know, but right. that's that's what school is. It's like, follow the rules, you know, do do the right thing, you know, yeah. and I think. Follow a safe program. Yes. Right. And I think <laughs> if you, you know, you're sort of brought up as a kid, now, you will, you know, answer your 
it a lot more. And I know like you were a great kid, but like <laughs> I'm just using this as an example. Sure, yeah. You will be like, you know what? I'm in touch with how I feel and who I am. You're going to get a mattress on you today because I didn't get ice cream. <laughs> you know. Whereas I know that the way I was brought up would have been very much like, you know, the more you ask for ice cream, the less things you're going to get. Yeah. Like it was like adults are always right. This is the authority. Yeah. We're just going to get harder and harder on you until you back down. Yeah. You will lose this yeah. fight. I will say... Which was not great training for me creatively. Cause right. I, or in the, this business. Like, I'm the worst one. When people are like, you got to bang down every door. you got to tell people who you are. I'm like, I'm the first one out. If somebody goes, eh, I'm not really sure about you. I'm like, I'm good. I'm out. I, I get it. I get <laughs> right. it. Right. You know, because I'm so like, I will not push myself on anyone. And it's something that I have to, I, I've had to fight forever about like, Go in there and own who you are and get in that room and do it. Because the yes. second I have anybody going, mm, I'm like, I, I know, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible and you're right. You hold the keys yeah. and I don't know. And that's, I'm not proud of that at all. Yeah. I don't, it's you know? funny too with that. Like, I don't know, it depends on what I'm out like trying to sell, I guess. Like if I'm like, I don't know, it's funny. Like if I'm trying to pitch something, I'm normally pretty confident and happy with it because I'm like, yeah, I think this thing's cool. I'm good with it. Like, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed by whatever. Like I, I think it's good. It's, it's to, In my mind, I'm like, well, it's their loss if they don't take it. They sit here all day and fucking take ideas. I got a channel. If I had a channel, I'd just make my own shows all the right, time. Right, you right. Know? Exactly. Um, but then... Uh, and people know that <laughs> that about you. I mean, when people talk about you, it's like always like you, you're always just making what you like and what you know to be good and it's what makes your stuff so specific and so great and that's 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 an awesome quality to have and you're right i mean these people i mean it's something that like i also know and i've gotten better at but these people that are making these decisions they don't they're not creative people most of the time most many of the time some, some of them ones, are oh yeah. my god some of them that's why i catch yeah. myself because i'm like yeah. oh my god i think about so many great people that we've gone in for that are in those positions of course but like you sometimes you're just like the minute they start talking to you about your thing, you're like, oh, you don't really get this, yeah. and I'll just kind of do my own thing, because you don't really, you know. Worst is getting notes from, I mean, again, it's like, what most, whatever, most of the time that's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, a lot of, t you know, anything cool you've ever seen on or get made got okayed by somebody on some Absolutely. level. Absolutely. are good ones And are it out comes there, from but... somebody who's just kind of lets you do your own thing, and I think it's the greatest thing about with 8 million networks and things taking over yeah. and everybody, you know, kind of working, doing their own thing. It's, they, there's a lot more creative freedom that's happening because For people sure. are just going, you know what? There's no more universal audience. There's no more thing that like, we have to sell this to everybody in America. For, yeah. There's there, there's nothing that even, that even equals that anymore. Yeah. And so now they're like, oh, we have this super specific niche that wants you and, or they trust you and they just let you go. They're like, here's a check, do your thing. Yeah, and it is that's that's so much better because yeah. you know you don't have people getting in the way. Comedy and then, too, for sure, oh and anything God. really. But comedy, like if the voice isn't allowed to be specifically itself, it just is like becomes just a shitty version of. Well, it. that's why studio comedies are so hard to to even to make now right. or to be good because you have eight million cooks in the kitchen and all <laughs> like they pour over every joke. You can feel it in some. Some bigger movies when you're just like, oh my god, they thought about every single. They did twelve alts for every line, right? And they were just like, okay, try this now, try this now, try it this way yeah. now, try it this, and let's have a meeting about this line and do. Yeah. And it feels so manufactured and formulaic and labored is yeah. the biggest thing. And sometimes in comedy, you're like, 
why does this feel like everyone's <laughs> working so hard to make every single line yeah. land and every line be a laugh? And you know, it doesn't. I don't mind there like, being a bazillion you know, alts just for fun, but like, sure, what, they're fun to do. But but what I can't stand is just jokes for jokes' sake. I can't like, stand it either. Yeah, it's like if you isolated that one joke, sure, that's funny, but it doesn't make sense in the rest of this tone or this world or the right, whatever the truth of the situation was. You know, I just was. watched. <laughs> I don't, have you seen? I, you may have seen this movie because it feels very in line with a lot of. I, mean, I don't know. Um, Hal Ashby's movie The Landlord have you ever seen that movie I just saw that oh my god I just, I just saw, saw it too yeah. have you seen it Adam no I haven't with Bo Spoiler Bridges away. right yes yeah. Bo Bridges that's a weird it's movie it's so weird and Lee Grant I don't know what the goal was with that and, but I <laughs> loved it because it was just and, and like Pearl Bailey and oh my god Susan Onspot just, that's how you say her name who's the sister who's all high yeah. all the time and throws herself downstairs oh yeah yeah it's sounds good it's it's great but yes it's super weird and it came out at a time it was like uh, Hal Ashby's first movie yeah and I saw it at the theater recently oh really yeah when I was in New York this summer they played it was it the film forum oh, okay yeah, 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 yeah. they're playing like all 70s New York movies oh my god I, I love it yeah it's very <laughs> 70s and very New York and all about gentrification which is yeah. which really interesting what's all happening now Bo Bridges is this, is this very wealthy white, you know. Um, Lee Grant is brilliant in the movie as his <laughs> mom, and he basically takes over this uh, predominantly or all black uh, apartment complex. Yeah. where was it? In, it was um, in um, a Park Slope. No, um, yeah, it was. It, it was, was Park, Park Slope. Slope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, which is so funny now because because it's like it was like they present it like it's the slums and he becomes the, the landlord. Uh, yeah, and but I mean it was 1970 or something. Yes. They shot it, yeah. and it's and it's all about you know just like. The white guy with good intentions trying to come into the into this black neighborhood and trying, you know, to, and he's like he's great in in the, in the movie. He's, yeah. he's really good. And <clears throat> Pearl Bailey is hilarious. The scene with Lee Grant, Pearl Grant, it's just it's wonderful. But it feels very much like one person's voice, and it doesn't feel like there's like anybody going in there going, "Where are the jokes?" Because yeah. there's so many moments you're like, "Was that?" It's so funny, but you're like, "It's so like." If I told you everything that happens, there's a there's a real like. It's a bizarre social movie. message. It's really bizarre. It just begins. It just is. A, and, and we it, as it started, we were like, "Where's the beginning, middle, end of this movie?" And it doesn't yeah. really have. Well, it's also yeah, like take even the content or whatever, like the story. I don't even know how to describe it. Like take that. Just like take. It's like a yeah about the like young yuppie moving into an, like a predominantly black neighborhood yes, and like right. gentrifying it. Yeah. Just take that out of the equation. It's like it's just a weird movie anyway. Just, just like, like the way it's like the characters and, and yeah. everything. Yeah. It just presents like, things and it's just sort of like you can decide if it's if it's just if it's whatever it is if it's comedy yeah. drama or whatever. But I have to thank the wonderful Frankie Frascator for um, sh- my friend who I have to he, I have to give him a shout out for showing it to me because he was like, "You'll love this movie. We have to watch this." And we <laughs> sat down and we were like, "And he, you know, he's seen it a million times." But I was like, "This is, I just love you know when you find like a classic like that that's just so." Uh, singular, yeah. you know, it's like you can't, you know, it's it's. Um, it wasn't my favorite movie, but there was definitely. I, yeah, I, I like no, that. I, I was say, just like, no. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't, and it's like, Which yeah, is exactly. Kind of an, even if a movie's frustrating, it's kind of nice to have that feeling of like, I, I don't, Completely. I don't, I don't know where this is going or what this dude wants or 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 what the hell. I mean, there's some things that are clear that he wanted, but like, but in just like it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Well, it, was, it also it's like it was very much I think influenced by the Graduate and that time. Oh, for where, sure. You know, it's just yeah. sort of like. That sort of malaise, the the um the ennui of being like a, a sort of pampered white kid, and you, right. you are kind of wandering. I've got all the through. options in the world, so I don't know what to do. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you know, right, and it was yeah. sort of like you know we've you know, but um anyway, did you see a uh, mother? 
Have you seen that? Oh my god! People have been I don't know. About we that. only have so much time. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I just I have to say, I as someone who loved Requiem for a Dream and The Wrestler, um, I think Mother might be one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I find it irredeemable. I think it's <laughs> disgusting. I'm so, I, you, and I thought uh, amazing performances. Yeah. I thought people were great. Um, you know, in it, but I'm just so fucking tired of seeing. I don't want to see uh, fucking women get the shit beat out of right. them. I don't want to see a man call his wife cunt four times just to prove a point because that's right. how the world is and the house is falling apart. None of it made any sense. I just was praying for it to be over. I kept falling asleep. Oh, you my, fell asleep? And my fr- <laughs> and uh, I was with Frankie again. Why doesn't he, he have a driveway? Why is there no driveway? <laughs> I mean, which why, is almost why a silly that, question to ask I mean, at, by the, the end. The thing but, is, but, too, the pretension of not giving them names and being like, it's a mother and him. Oh, and right. it's, you know, and it was just, there, it felt so film school to me. It felt so, like, contrived. I, you can't tell me that there's, like, that there's something behind it. I don't believe it. There, I mean, I, I'm like, or I... I felt like it was super heavy-handed and silly at times, but I will also say I really enjoyed watching all that madness unfold. I it's madness. I thought it was just, like, insane. I thought that was super fun to well, watch. Well, you know, for a while, and then... But my problem was, like, it wasn't earned. Like, at the beginning, you don't know anything about these people, and it's yeah. kind of the point that they're supposed to represent men and women. Well, then... No, there was definitely a lot of corny shit in there. problematic. But... The the The... the, the, the Calling your movie an allegory, uh, jump off a plate of dicks. <laughs> like that just means you don't really know, and that's a film school move. Like I'm making an allegory right. about people. It's like, you know, and uh, I just I hate that. I hated that in that Lars von Trier Antichrist movie where that was he and she, and it's like Garden of Eden, and I'm right. like, stop. Like tell me a, a story about these people, and as opposed to like telling me what humanity is like, you right. know. And I know that I know that. Like misogyny exists, and you know, and, and we're just, and we're all pigs, and yeah. we're consumers, and I got that we were all like, <laughs> and we're just tearing apart our own homes and all that. But like, at the end of the day, like, I don't care about these people because they don't have names, they don't have backs, they don't have anything for me to hook into other than, you know, um, you know, they're just representing, you know, humans. Yeah. Oh. If you think about it, like if. I don't know. <laughs> like, think if it's like a deranged lotion commercial, then it's like pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, so I was thinking that when that movie started. Like, oh my god, I would minutes. love I was like, it. It was like some fucking lotion. If it was, if it was, yeah, if it was fifteen minute, a fifteen minute long lotion commercial, I would be like, and it just said lotion. But still has the, the same end. trajectory and everything. <laughs> yeah, same thing. But in the end, she ends with very bad skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. That then I would completely sign off on it. All right, Adam. I want to yeah. hear. Um, I want to hear a story or a a thought or a I feeling. I came with a thought, and then your story, Andre, made me think of this old story when I was a kid, and I I saved up to buy this uh this GI Joe yeah. plane, and like oh, which one? You know, okay, it was it was, was it the it, one with the drop down cockpit. Uh no no, <laughs> but your family your family sounds really cool. <laughs> we get it, Andre. Wow. So didn't I got it at and... Mayfade. It was a, oh, a whatever yard sale thing. So I saved up for <laughs> this for this miniature GI Joe dream of this little like, uh, it was like a triangular kind of delta shaped like miniature stealth thing. Mm-hmm. So I put it together, uh, maybe seven, and uh, um, I put the pieces together in a in a wrong order. Yeah. Like it, like they locked in, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh no!" And I was really frustrated. And I, I I I got my mom to help me, and she couldn't do it. She was trying, and she was being really sweet, and I was just so frustrated. I, was, I had a good idea. I was like, "Well, why do you think you're using your fucking hand?" 
Yeah. Oh my God! You said yeah. fucking hand. I sure did. I sure Whoa. did. Yeah, and you could feel the air leave. <laughs> right, right, and and that's how that felt. That, uh-huh. But in but in pitch silence, you know. And also, like, I love the logic of why don't you use your fucking hand? Yeah. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Well, well, my, well, and also like one backs up here's my our our rule in the house about swearing was I, I could swear in the house. Always. Oh, okay. And so, and so I learned from a young age, like kind of, you know, it happens, adults do it. You got to find a place and a time. Right. So there was, I felt a little bit of, you know, what might be fairness, but it was at my mom. So I know that wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So she like was one of the most scary, quiet furies I've seen. (laughs) She goes to the kitchen and gets a wooden spoon. And so our house was a one story house where you walk in the living room, the room to the right was a kitchen, my room, and then a connecting bathroom, connecting mom's room, back to the living room. So it was a circle. So she chased me around for like five minutes. We kept dodging each other. And I was like, oh, I'll hide in the bathtub. So I got in the bathtub and I lied back and then she saw me and she like she reached over the spoon and like as 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 light as you would like wipe salt off the top of a salt shaker, she takes the spoon and is like oh, tap wow. and, and, just, and just and just and just by the point, I was like screaming. I was like, "You don't know your strength." Uh, <laughs> you know? so, uh, so I learned that was my little story. Wow, from- <laughs> well, I love that. Um, I I just I love the the salt off a salt salt shaker. That's so. That's so evocative. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you. Well, I, no, I mean, I love it. I also just love that, like, you were allowed to cuss in the house. Yeah. Um, because that's such an that's such an interesting rule. Again, I don't know how I would do with kids. I, it's very hard <laughs> for me to hold my my tongue. Um, and you know, I, I just I, I didn't hear my parents cuss. Uh, you know, except it. I remember when I was maybe. 10 and my dad dropped an ice cube on the floor and I heard him say shit for the first time and I was like <gasps> he just said you know so I remember that so that yeah. was like a th- that was a moment mm-hmm. and now like you know my mom and stepdad and I, when I get together with my family we, we cuss all the time but I am I'm very I'm still like have a, a formality like I'm very aware of what's coming out of my mouth right. and I think it's like it is you know and I would never like you know, cuss in front of my grandparents or, you know, I think that there's just, I mean, there would just be no way I would do that. I mean, that was just like, it was such a thing was like, just there's certain words you just don't use and things we don't talk about. And, you know, um, and I like, but I just, I love that. Like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think now, like what I did, you know, um, I do remember when I was with my grandmother, um, my mom's mom, who who is still alive and just the sweetest woman. Uh, she's the greatest. And she uh, and also I was just like, you know, the first grandson. And so I, was, I could just do no wrong. And it was just like always like the sweetest grandbaby, you know. And um, there was a time where I had took a stick from outside and I came in and I kept uh, running it across her wall, like just a stick, just like <laughs> dragging it across the wall. Yeah. And that was that was what I was going to do today. That was my game. That was it. <laughs> that was what we had planned. And my grandmother asked several times for me to stop dragging a stick across her painted wall. And I finally, I just kept doing it. And she reached out and she popped me just on the leg. Like yeah. it was nothing. But that, grand, for her to do that, yeah. had to take so much out of her. But I also was like devastated, like sobbing, right. oh like it was God, the yeah. saddest. And we got spanked a lot. Like my dad would spank, would take us out to the car. My dad would also to say, car? "Yeah, we would get spanked. Like if we were out somewhere, like yeah. he would take us out to the car and spank us in the car." 
And he sure. would say, yeah, I don't know. That was our thing. Because it was like, I'm not going to like hit you in front of people. It's in the car. And also, <laughs> here's the other crazy thing. And it's also like from growing up in North Carolina. It's going to sound so horrifying. And I, 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 maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe there's something I'm repressing. But he, they would also say, too, like, do you want to go out to the car for a moment of prayer? No, for a word of prayer. That was it. <laughs> no. Go out to the car for a word, a word of prayer. prayer. Like, you want to go to the Jesus car for a word meeting? of prayer? And a word of prayer meant you're going to get spanked. Uh, so that was all connected. Thanks, Jesus. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but um, everything's connected to that. So it doesn't feel weird when you grow up in that world and everything is God help her, <laughs> she tries, or just like... Jesus knows her and look up, look at God. You know, that's just part of the vernacular. So yeah. like when you say, God, you know, it, it's like I said, it's going to sound, it sounds so like, oh my God, you connected abuse <laughs> with the church, you know, but um, yeah. Anyway, oh, we got spanked a lot and, um, <laughs> you know, it, there was, we were always in trouble for things. My brother was always in way more trouble than yeah. I was because like, I just learned how to not get spanked when my brother was just my brother didn't care he was just like this is all dumb and uh, and now he's a dad and he's incredibly patient with his children and just like takes a lot of time explaining you know because he's just like i don't believe in that sort of thing and i because i don't think that they they spank but i don't know i don't feel like spanking really like ruined me i mean in a way like i i'm sort of i always am like glad slash irritated at the world because they weren't raised the same way about like manners and it, it doesn't work it do, I, I used to work in a preschool and i used to be <clears> any <throat> and the and any kids that were used to more pressure and i also used to train dogs too mm-hmm. and dogs that were built mm-hmm. under more pressure they can't focus because they're worried something's gonna hmm. happen yeah 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 i mean i had a super embarrassing spanking experience for a while. <laughs> what <laughs> you had a convertible <laughs> no, no, like, yeah. I, uh, there was like a pool I used to go to, and then uh, and then like the, the kids who were like on the swim team. Anyway, they were like the the popular kids, and uh-huh. they would like sort of. The, we, me and my siblings would always kind of do battle with them. They would call us curly cues, and they like hated on us. <laughs> the meatball gang and the curly cues. <laughs> they would add they, they would add ruder things to the end of it, but like that was the uh. thing. Anyway, one day like some like you know I'd have a friend you know like a sleepover or something like that, so I'd have like a buddy to mm-hmm. sort of like as backup, and then mm-hmm. we had like a good day of like comebacks and like a fight or whatever it was. It went down like we kind of won that day against these asshole kids that are on the, 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 the swim team kids or whatever and then anyway we're leaving uh, at the end of the day and i'm feeling really victorious and really good about it and um we get uh, in my mom's car and uh we're you know, driving away and i see two of the kids who are kind of like the leaders of the assholes you know uh-huh. and then uh so i'm thinking oh this is awesome i'm in like a getaway car this is perfect and so i see them at the end of like this i don't know this path that goes to the parking lot as we're pulling away and uh and i just yell out the window see you later assholes and then uh, and then i'm like that's so good and then um all of a sudden my car just stops and oh. my mom is like what st- what did you say when we get home i'm spanking you you, you were getting spanked because, and I was like oh and it was like right in front oh, of my fucking like nemesis in front of your oh god <laughs> oh that's the worst I didn't even get spanked like, either there's like nothing well you don't need to I know point. exactly yeah you're but, like I've already been so humiliated yeah, there's nothing like, you could do oh god and then and I was past the age of getting spanked really I think my mom just oh. panicked because I was yelling asshole right, out the right, car right, window right, at right. this pool we go yes. to <laughs> 
Oh uh, my God, there's so nothing sucked. worse than getting like scolded yeah. by your parent and, in front of like, oh, in front of the cool kids that you're trying to, I mean, oh my God, the absolute worst. Oh man. Yeah. Those two kids are Go from badass to ass that's, beating. That's yeah. Just, cool. You know. <laughs> Oh, that's that's pretty pretty awful, but yeah, I I just think like um, my brother was a was a biter, and I may have told this story before too. But my but my forever like they had told my family like I mean you know my they were like trying everything to just get him to stop biting yeah. people, and they you know they were just like you know d- whatever you do don't bite him back because that's 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 showing him that it's good, and bite him back. Like, yeah. They're like, what else do you do? I, I bit my mom, got bit back, never did it again. Well, that's the thing. My yeah. brother bit me because I like <laughs> took his He-Man figure or whatever. And as my father would describe it, I think I have told this before, so sorry if you heard this before. Because my father, we, we tend to exaggerate, my father was like, two full jaw impression and, 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 like my brother was a snake yeah. and was able to lay both of his both of his like <laughs> jaws on my chest and like get a full indention of all of his teeth on my chest that's how my dad would describe it crazy he was he had a he would have a flair for the dramatic and so my dad was so mad that he that my brother bit me that my dad chased my brother down and bit him on the arm yeah yeah and my brother never bit again, <clears throat> yeah. you know. And and that was a moment that Dad said he felt like horrible. You got to teach empathy. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I'm sure in his mind, but in too, his he's mind, like, he was I'm like, I can't believe I bit my child. Because right. like the spanking, we were never like whipped. It was never like horrific. You know, it was never that. Well, it that's was, a good sign that he wasn't. He was shocked and not like I've been fucking waiting to bite this kid. Oh God, no, 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 no. no. My dad, no. he's like, finally. My dad was very dramatic and then like hated any sort of like any sort of physical convert. He hated doing anything like that. And so in that moment, he lost his mind and felt horrible. Yet my brother will never bite again. So there's there are times that you I do think you have to. I don't know. We've talked about kids a lot on here. I guess we'll tell a kids teacher stories, once. You were? I bit a teacher. Oh, you yeah. bit a teacher. Yeah. It was, she was twisting my arm. She was leading me to the office, and I bit her. It was a whole was long this story before, make sure. Was but... this after? Was this before you were homeschooled? When this is like before. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a lot of stories that I'll just skip. But, you know, I again, I wasn't like a brat. A lot of it had to do with having to... I was, I'll say I was like, a, like I guess it could be described as like a hellraiser in, yeah. in school. But it was never like malicious or for bratty. It was just because everybody... There were reasons. Yeah. They, yeah. They, people would treat you like you're stupid. I knew I wasn't stupid, but I felt stupid, blah, well, blah, yeah, blah. Because it was course. hard to read and all this stuff. And this teacher sucked. And she was twisting my arm. And I bit her. And I, I lived close enough to this school. So I just ran home. <laughs> oh my god I bit her and went out the door and we, uh-huh. <laughs> and we found I mean it. literally mic drop just like walking home bitch get some back teen there was uh, there, there, there was a teacher in high school uh, that I was sat in the back of class and my friend and I were like making fireballs in our hand with a lighter yeah and uh, he was trying to get us to leave the class and give the homework assignment but we kept talking and doing shit in the back and so through everybody talking he's like hey Adam this is the kind of shit I'm talking Talking about and like it went dead quiet and I looked at him and I was like oh this is the kind of shit you're talking about <laughs> and he's like uh, 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 yeah stay after class uh, I just need to talk to you I was like oh. okay cool and then everybody left he's like oh look uh, I just need to talk to people but um, we're, we're cool right I was like yeah we're oh, cool oh god <laughs> ew because yeah, I'm like I cussed in front of you and, yeah. and I'm gonna be in trouble <laughs> otherwise it's gross I thought he was, trying, he was trying to scare straight you and you just like responded to it then he's like oh god what have I done <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. well he also yeah. just told you he gave up his power in that moment because like he just told you like I'm gonna be in trouble if you tell people I said shit pretty much 
But and I think in that case, the teacher should have every right to to say shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, the teacher's in charge of yeah, disciplining we'll, all these people, and they're and it's like, yeah, you need to hear like there's. Who cares that, you know, like yeah. I, it makes me upset that a teacher would get in trouble for that. <laughs> and then, you know, and for, uh, you know, as opposed to yeah. some emotional shit that they can actually pull on you. Right. It's really I got rough. off easy. I did. Well, I had so many terrified. teachers. I had so many teachers that were just emotionally abusive that it's like, yeah, just saying a word. Who cares? You know, like, ugh. And teachers <laughs> are constrained in weird ways, too. I mean, there's plenty that suck, but there's plenty that just suck due to constraint like yeah they're worried like oh my god like they're worried like you'd go home tell your parents and then they'd tell their administrator then they'd get fired or whatever everybody's worried about getting sued or this well i know i know and it's it's so frozen to happen it's like you know as improv teachers that teach adults there's all kinds of stuff about like that you you know i'm you know sensitivity that you have to be you know now aware of because and it's just you know you're in charge of people's comedy fate and then you know they will pull anything they can but you know and it's always you know the students who who can't do it who are gonna pull out like you were you know uh, disrespectful to me in my journey and whatever and they, you have to are they fake injuries with, or something oh right. what are they fake injuries there are people who will say i have a, a i have a condition where i can't do blah 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 and you go good luck in life but there's the door i mean essentially um you know if you have an ability you know an inability to get emotional or an inability to, uh, you know, see the... That's just part of it. And it's just, it's like, I want you to be okay and do something else, but you're not going to be able to do this. And it holds back the rest of the class. Yeah. You also, you know, just have a lot of people that are just, you know, we we have a lot of... Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about, like, there have been a lot of heterosexual cisgendered male teachers that are just like nervous about every woman they teach every person of color every uh, trans or non-binary person because they are like I don't want to it's like the pendulum swinging back to where they're like I don't know what to do I don't know what to say and I'm gonna if if I'm really hard on you you're gonna are you gonna think it's because and it's like oh my god you have to just treat everybody the same and if someone's you know, you and then there, you know, problems come up. You deal with them one at a time, but you can't worry about somebody like somebody's, you know, personal journey. Well, it's I funny mean, too because most of the people that are like insensitive or jerk or like say, I mean, you could apply this to any issue just in general. Like the person that's part of the problem is going to continue to be because they're kind of a dick. Oh, then, yeah, then exactly. And a lot of times, the person that's ultra sensitive to it just becomes this like crippled weirdo painted into a corner, exactly. doesn't know what to say anymore. And right. And there's got to be like a medium. And when you're that the you and when can, you're the authority, you, you have to realize like, oh no, wait, this person's pulling my leg, <sighs> and and I need to be in charge and say, you know, that here's what's here's what's going on. Right. You know? And it's it's like. Uh, you know, anybody who is worth their salt wants to be treated the same as anybody else. Right. You know, and especially if you're there, like in in the context of like you're an adult taking a comedy class, you just want to be treated fairly. Right. And it's very easy. I mean, it's like for me as a gay person to be like immediately go, oh, you just said that to me because I'm gay. It's like so easy to do, and it's usually you have to believe it's usually not the case. Yeah. You know, and when it is, it's you know you have to be able to feel out, and you know we're often wrong about that but a lot of times it's like you just have to you just have to do better you just yeah, have to right. get better it's not right. that because that you know someone's just they're not thinking of you that deeply they're not they're not like they're not trying to 
exclude you. And, you know, for and I'm not really teaching that much anymore, but when I was, you know, when people when students would sort of draw these lines that it's like I had certain prejudices or I had certain sort of, you know, issues with whatever, I'm like, it is so not about that. I, I wish you knew how little I cared once I yeah. walk out of the room. I'm only here in this moment to help you and get the best you can and, and give you notes that are going to help you. Right. I'm not here to tear you down as a human being right. or to or to <clears throat> discredit you, you know, in life. You know, and it's 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 hard when you're a teacher because you are you have, you know, X number of like personalities to sort right. of deal with. Well, and you can't be responsible for what other people are willing to do for themselves. They're on work. Absolutely. They, they step in the room and then they have to do the exactly. They're people that, you know, you know, right. you get I mean, with adults, we would give homework assignments like bring in a character from your life or bring in somebody you've observed. Yeah. And that's fun for people who love doing this. And it's a fun thing to be like, oh, I get to find a character and come in with. Yeah. And then somebody shows up and they're like, I didn't do the assignment. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. And then it was yeah. like, everyone's like, can I do it next week? No, you can't do it next week. What do you mean? I, uh, you know, and then it's like, well, you're really uh, insensitive to me. And then I, you don't understand. Like my <laughs> aunt died and I didn't have time. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's it's not even like I hate you and I want you to, you know. It's just like, no, that's what we're doing today. And you have to do, you have to take care of yourself. Or if we say like, you need to go and take an acting class before your next class here because you need to learn how to act. And if they don't do that, then, you know, or like figure out your issues with your mom because every scene you come in with, it's it's (laughs) fuck you mom. Maybe deal with that before you, you know, start every scene that way. Everyone, there's so many things that people do have to take responsibility for in life. And I'm like, we're here for three hours and we're trying to just make up shit. That's it. That's gotta be a funny thing to teach anyway. Just, uh, I've never taught like an improv class, but I just remember like, like, like a, like a, I don't know, like a one-on-one class or Mm -hmm. whatever the person, because I just remember there, that's all I ever took was like one one class and then like but it was such a variety of people some people were pursuing comedy some people were like acting like I think this would be good for me someone was like I just want to get better at public speaking and then there was this one guy who was just like a total Austin Powers but like a, not an endearing one just like a creepy one that just wanted to sleep with girls in the class but he was such a cartoon no one fell oh God, for him yes. but, but it was such a weird mix but. it is a very especially the level one class it's a very weird uh, you know um, Island of Misfit Toys uh, just everything yeah um and you do start to, you know, you start to see types or you start to see like, oh, I know how to how to get to you or whatever. But, you know, th- there's just this belief as a teacher that you hold keys to this kingdom that doesn't exist. And you're just there to try to, you know, help people and get better. And like, you know, and it, and I loved it. I loved because it was like three hours that I wasn't thinking about myself that I could like get in there and do that. But you know, you get that one person and then they want to like label, they want to put all this stuff on you as a teacher, like against them because they can't deal with the fact that they're, you know, struggling. And and it's also, that's part of the, like embrace the struggle. Like that's why you're there to learn. That's the other thing too. I was like, it's so sad that we're trained to be like, uh, don't be imperfect, you know, just show up and win every time because that's that's how you move ahead. It's like, how boring. That, that was the that was the the revelation I was going to throw out there was the whole process of of struggling and how we're all super struggling. There's a couple of books I read recently that it's you know uh, my my grandmother passed away recently of like you know other transitions. Oh, I'm are so happening. sorry. Hey, thank you. Um, so you know a lot of transitions happening and I I just keep seeing. I'm, I'm talking to friends too. A lot of people are having a hard time. Everybody's struggling and then finding. You know, getting rid of our old stories that get in the way of the class or or finding our way through like we're always struggling. So the revelation, I guess, has been to know why we're struggling and that there's something through it. And then 
that will bring us through this stuff. There's this book I gotta say called um, "Man's Search for Meaning" by mm. Viktor Frankl. Mm. It's great, and it's all about the worst conditions of living, but yet finding meaning in it. And we're just all going through it right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are because I mean the world. I mean, you know, we, we, but also, I think it's really great to just acknowledge that you're struggling, and and you will find that more every more people will will come out about that as well, and and feel it in different ways. And and it's okay, and it's no personal flaw it's nothing you've done wrong you know you don't deserve this you know and it's like but it's just like i mean i think it's like anything it's like just um you know being sick you know you have to like it's not your fault you know that you know you're going you know it's not, and, it's not who you are right yeah. it's not who you are and it's and it's something that we can all acknowledge that we're like oh this is really crazy like we're living in a really crazy time and it's like yeah. we'll look back at this time and be like what what did we all do yeah. During that time, you look back and you're going to be like, did anyone even laugh or smile or <laughs> right. was there was there ice cream? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, because it just seems so like, oh, my God, every day something's going on. And each and, person's situation, it's like all relative and like yeah. everything's always yeah. getting better and worse at the same yes, time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I think we have to I think it's really important to acknowledge both. Yeah. And I, I don't believe in just like just focus on the positive and just see what's good in the world. I'm like, no. No, you have to see what's what's shit and what's awful and 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 recognize what's great and recognize that, yeah, there are, you know, the world is not it's not going in one direction. You know, it's 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 expanding and changing. And we have to just like, you know, take care of each other and take care of ourselves and just acknowledge like I'm going through it right now or whatever. And that's great. That's OK. That's great. It's not like, you know, um, you're the only one, you know, we're not. We're not alone. We're all in this together. And I do think, and I say this a lot, but I do think just like what's going on, you know, has the potential and it already is like becoming a, a really great fucked up unifier. Like, you know, because we're all kind of going, this world is is crazy and something's going to have to it's change. Cool. It's cool. You know? it's, it's, I've, I've, I've learned more about the word sober and I'm not like always, you know, I have my drink here and there or whatever, mm -hmm. but being sober to like what is going on and not being, you know, uh, overwhelmed by it is tricky, of course, yeah. but, but being able to be somewhat awake and whether or not it's a shitty situation, our attitude, you know, we can somewhat control what's happening. Yeah. How we see things. Yeah. I love that. Get woke. <laughs> um, well, we're out of time. I'm Can so I say sorry. Real quick, yes, I, please. I, I hate that expression, woke. What, oh, what, my God, I do what too. What it means is fine, but what it's it means such a is fucking great. corny term. No, it's so corny, and I hate it because what it means I'm all about, of course. Right. I'm not going to be like, I don't like it. I don't like people <laughs> culture aware. Just such like, a corny, it's town such term. a oh. It's so gross. It's like it's, conscious hip hop. It doesn't roll. Stay woke, y'all. Stay woke. It doesn't roll. At least for me, I've heard it before. It's poetic, but for me, I can't. I just no, like it's corny. Up. It's this. Yes. It's this. It's snapping fingers yes, to yes, at poetry yes. sessions. It's such it's, a corny term. No, I know. I, I know. It's. The, I have no issue with the issue. It's just. The, well, it's the, it's always the that word to me. sucks. Oh, I wish there was a. Hey. Hey, I don't know. Blessed be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I totally agree. So uh, just get behind the meaning of woke, but don't say woke. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, yeah, exactly. Keep, keep your eyes it's open. It's just like don't everything, though. Like, just be cool and don't say cool all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> stay be synonym, funky. Stay be funky, but don't ever say funky, like, unironically. Stay woke synonym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember years ago I was hanging out. Do you guys know Brian Safi? I don't know if you know Brian Safi. You know, just he's wonderful. He was the very first guest on uh, on the first episode of the show, 
there was one time I was talking about a, a restaurant, maybe, and I said funky. Like I was like, it's really, it's like just a blast. It's really funky in there. And he just stopped and he was like, did you just say funky? <laughs> and it like haunts me to this day that I said funky unironically. Uh, don't be that. Don't be that. All right. Um, we're out of time. I want to thank my wonderful guests, Adam Slapin and Andre Highland. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, everybody, just... Uh, Stay woke uh, <laughs> <laughs> and have a wake. Feral audio.